are coming to you from our Cranberry Township Studios with our Spring Sports Playoff Preview Podcast featuring five interviews with student-athletes from various spring sports. My name is Ryan Berry. And my name is Alex Brown. And we are your hosts for this podcast. Uh, you might be uh, confused to why I'm doing the intro. Alex has a little bit of cold and he asked if I could do it. I was, but I was surprised that Alex gave up that responsibility for this week. A little nasally today. A little nasally today. We're, we're, we, it's a great episode. It really is. We're yeah. together yeah. today. Five interviews yeah. uh, with a member of two members of the track team, two members of softball, and a member of the baseball team. And we'll also talk about the volleyball upcoming playoffs. We've done a lot of interviews with volleyball players this year, so uh, we didn't feel like we had to get a volleyball player for this podcast. Makes a lot of sense. And here we go. Let's start out with baseball. Baseball, they had a tough non-conference start to the year. They, they got beat around a bit. They, especially by Gateway, in which they lost that game 11-1. to And that was a game changer and a season changer at that. And I think that they're at a place right now as the three seed in the playoffs. They're in a place where they like where they're at. Yeah, definitely. They've The bats have been coming alive, and they, they like where they are for the pitching because you think about it in the playoffs. you got the quarters. You're going to pitch your number one or number two guy, probably number two. Or I guess you pitch the number two. But then after that, you pitch the number one, and then you, you get a break before the championship. You yeah. get to pick who you want, whoever is the stronger hand. So you don't have to play those fourth or fifth pitchers, uh, which aren't necessarily bad options, but you get your top-of-the-line guys for the playoffs. And North Catholic, they've got those two guys, and Patrick Sinan and, uh, and Justin Stuka. Absolutely. Now they get, as that three seed, they get that bye where they get that whole week off. They don't play till I think it's the 23rd, which is next week. And so they get a whole week off. They do play today against N.A. in a bit of a scrimmage of a game. Um, but that's going to be a bit great contest. We'll talk about that in a moment. But they get that bye, and they get their pick of who they want to pitch. If they win that game against, I believe it's the winner of Uniontown and Knock, um, they would. The, the, that's who they'd play on the 23rd. They play if they win that game against that team. They play the next day on the 24th, and then you start your second pitcher. But both those pitchers, Stuka and Sinan, both remarkable years, really remarkable years, and you can't go wrong with either one. Yeah, and you don't even feel right calling one, one and two. number two. Yeah. You think they're both equal, so you're comfortable with whoever you have on the mound. North Catholic was 8-2 and two in conference this year, 11-7 and seven overall, putting the first in Section 1 of Class 4A. The other three section, the other two section winners, Montour, who is the favorite to win it all, was 12-0, and 0 in conference, 15-5 overall, and they're looking for their first uh, Whitfield championship in over 50 years. And then wow. another, the section three winner was Matt Flifflin. <laughs> West Mifflin, is that your West saying? Wifflin, uh, West Mifflin. Yes. Rather, 11-1 conference record, 15-3 overall, Alex. They're the two seeds, so some challenging teams. North Catholic, though, won't have to face one of them until the semis, and if they win, not the other one until the championship game. Uh, that's, a, that's a great point, and... Um, They've really been battle-tested throughout this year. And playing N.A. today, Ryan, when you play a team like N.A., in which they're at the top, like they're the top of the top in terms of what you can get in this area, it seems. Uh, they got, they're going up against Cole Young, who is one of the best pitchers in this region. He's going to be an MLB draft pick pretty soon. He's got, he's got scouts that come to his games. He's a great hitter, great pitcher. Um, well, what's the expectation going into a game like this? Well, it's a scrimmage. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter. You're just trying to work, get some guys' time. For, I mean, you've had, 
a week off and you're going to have more days off before you have your first playoff game on Monday. So you're going to try to I guess, knock the rust off, have a game in between the end of the regular season and then the start of the playoffs. And I like this by Coach McKay getting this against I think it was. I think NA is the second seed in Class 6A, and so they're definitely a challenging team. North Catholic. I don't know if they expect to win this one, but it's a scrimmage. <laughs> yeah. And Coach McKay told us earlier, you can't win a scrimmage. It's just a time to practice and learn new things uh, to get ready for the uh, postseason. That was a classic Coach McKay line. You can't, you can't win a scrimmage. And we're like at the beginning of the year. That was like a nice win. Like great. That was a great win, Coach. Like well, you can't win a scrimmage, guys. Like, okay, okay. That, that's the type of expectations that he has for his team and that he set up for them over the course of this year. And for more on that and a little bit of the inside perspective on the team, let's talk to Tommy Caroli. And we're here with North Catholic second baseman Tommy Caroli. Tommy, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Hi, how are you guys doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, buddy? Great. Uh, Tommy, you're leading the team in RBIs this year. What has allowed you to be so successful with runners in scoring position this year? Uh... I mean, just I just go up to the plate and just you have good approach and hit the ball hard and good things happen. So, Tommy, you've only struck out three times this year. How have you been able to keep the ball in play consistently and avoiding striking out? Uh, well, I just look for my pitch and I try to, you know, spit on the bad pitches away and find my pitch and swing at it hard. Starting pitching this year has been great, and you've pitched uh, in a variety of different fashions this year, mostly in relief, but you've done a great job at that as well. But notably with Patrick Sinan in the starting position with a 1.02 ERA and Justin Stuco with a 1.98 ERA. How much confidence does it give you and the rest of the team knowing that your starting pitchers are capable, capable of shutting down anyone? It gives us a lot of confidence in, on defense. Like we got good defense as well. And, I mean, you have pitchers who can hit spots, and it's great. And it's just really a bats that have to work there. Tommy, a lot of contributing members of this team are underclassmen. How does it give you guys confidence, not only for this postseason, but for future seasons, knowing that you'll be competitive each year? We'll, we'll be good, like, for the next two years I'm here. We'll, we'll be keeping good. Like, we only we have, I think everyone are starting uh, positional uh, defense is all underclassmen. We have no seniors, really, besides Patty. And, I mean, we got, we got some good players and a lot of time to develop. Absolutely. And lastly, you guys are entering now the postseason. You play next next week, um, and that will be a great matchup as well. Uh, how confident and excited is this group to get the playoffs started? It's great. If we, uh, if we play Knock or Uniontown, we know what Knock is, yeah. but it's hard to beat a team three times. So you got to go in like it's just a playoff game. Like Don't think, oh, yeah, we beat this team twice. It's going to be easy, but that's really all. And thank you for your time today, Tommy. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Third from Tommy Caroli, North Catholic baseball second baseman. And as he said, it's tough to beat a th team three times. And that's what North Catholic may have to do if they play knock the six seed who's going to go up against Uniontown, the 11 seed. North Catholic beat knock 10 to 4. And the next night, it was a low scoring affair with Patrick Slandon pitching six and two thirds innings, letting up only one run. Yeah, and North Catholic won that one, two to one. I mean, it's just. And Tommy Caroli got the save in that. Yeah, game. and it gives yeah. you confidence. That you can win a high-scoring game, your bats can come alive, and you have the pitchers to win a low-scoring game as well. And that's really what it's about when you have these teams kind of sports. You have to have confidence when you get when you get 
um, dirty. You get messy, and you make those mistakes during over the course of the game, let's say in the field. But you have to have that confidence that when you go up to the plate the next inning, you might get a hit here. You might get a run back. And you, you have to have that confidence in either side of the, uh, at either side of the equation, whether it's the field, whether it's the pitching, and whether it's baseball. Uh, not ba- obviously baseball, whether it's at the plate. <laughs> but obviously, that, that's, that's definitely the case with this club, and we wish them the best of luck. Yeah, and with that, let's move on to softball, Alex. Softball is now in the playoffs, as I believe they are the nine seed heading the playoffs with a 6-6 six six record. They've had a, a good year, and they've had some uh, tough moments this year, especially with some injuries in a smaller roster. They've proved to be resilient throughout the year, Alex, and that gets them ready to try to make a run in the playoffs. Ryan, they have a roster of 12 girls on this team. 12 girls on this team. You get players that are hurt. Anna and uh, Natalia, they're out for the entire year. Uh, they haven't played They haven't played that much at all this season. And you, So you, now you're down to 10 girls. And you have to fill out a roster, for, and, you have to, and you make it to the playoffs with that kind of roster. And a competitive section is what they're in, too. That just shows the type of character, the type of leadership, and the type of coaching that they have on that club. Yeah, and they, so they were 6-6 six and six overall. They were 4-4 four and four in conference. I'm just going to read you the scores of each of those wins, and it's it's really going to be mind-boggling how many runs they're scoring in these games. Against Eating Christian, they won 14-2, to two, and that was non-conference. Against Brashier, they won 6-5. to five, That was non-conference. Derry, 9-1. to one, That was conference. Shadyside, they won 13-2. to two, That was conference. Derry, 7-6 to six, conference again. And then Shadyside again, 17-3, to three, Alex. So their wins, they've been scoring a lot, and uh, they're going to try to keep the bats alive, try to find a recipe to get the bats going in playoffs, because if they can get them going and scoring those runs that they have been, those wins, they can make a run in the playoffs. And with their pitching as well, they've only had three games this year where they've gone above, where they're, um, they've given up over five runs. Uh, so you t- their, their pitching's been pretty good too, and it, it's it's definitely exciting to see the success from this team. And it's a young it's a young club, as you're going to have some talented. Uh, players come up in the upcoming years. But I talked about leadership there, Ryan. Let's talk, let's talk to Abby Sutton and hear what she has to say about leadership and her club as the season has progressed to this point. We're with North Catholic senior softball player Abby Sutton. Abby, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Abby, last year in the playoffs, you guys were the number two seed, but then got knocked out early to Southmoreland. How has that motivated you guys to get back to the playoffs this year and uh, be more successful? Well, so in all honesty, it was definitely a game we should have won last year, and I think we all have a lot of more, lot more motivation this year going into the playoffs and knowing um, to not really take anything for granted. Anything can happen. I think last year we kind of went in with the mindset that, that we were the number two seed and we had it in the bag, and then we got whomped on by Southmoreland. Um, so I think this year coming in with a lot more intensity and focus into that game and taking care of business. You have a smaller team than most might imagine, and you only have 12 girls on the team this year. Um, has that brought the team closer together as a result? Um, for sure. It's definitely one of the closest teams I think I've been on all four years of high school and even other teams I've been on. Having a small roster, we've really had to work together. A lot of people are playing different positions than what they would normally play. But, yeah, definitely having a really small roster has forced us to all become really close with each other this year. Not only have you guys had a small roster, but you also had some injuries this year. You've been able to maintain I guess, your resiliency through that. How important has leadership been throughout these hard times? Yeah, so it's really forced a lot of people to step up um, given the injuries we've had. I know two of our best players, Natalia and Anna, they're both incredible ball players. Um, they both were out for the season with injuries, so a lot of people have had to step up. I know we had 
our freshman catcher, she caught every single game because our other catcher was out. So, yeah, even people like freshmen or people who necessarily didn't start last year have had to become leaders this year in order to have a successful season. And your six wins this year, you guys have put up 14, 6, 9, 13, 7, and 17 runs in each of those games. What has been the key to getting the bats going in those games? And how do you hope to get those offensive outbursts in the postseason? I think we really feed off each other's energies. So once one person starts hitting, usually then we'll be able to string a bunch of hits together. And even though some we don't always have the big, like the most home runs or a bunch of doubles, we're a team that's able to put runs on the board without necessarily getting the most hits with like stealing bases or just making smart base running plays. So I think just focusing and trying to feed off each other's energy when we are starting to string together hits is what's going to be able to get us those runs together. So lastly, we've got Mount Pleasant coming up in a couple of days for the postseason game. How are you guys, what's your guys' confidence level going into this game? Um, I'd say we like to go into every game with the same level of confidence that if we play our best, we can be anyone. Um, so I think our goal is to just hit and make the routine plays because routine plays are what win games. Well, thank you for your time, Abby. It was a great interview, and good luck in the playoffs. All right. Thank you. And you just heard from Abby Sutton. Now let's move on to our second softball interview with Lily Cooler. We are here with North Catholic softball player Lily Cooler. Lily, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks for having me. Lily, your team has put together a strong season despite a small roster and injuries. How have you been able to overcome that adversity to make it to the playoffs? It's a combination of hard work and then the fact that we all work so well together. We all get along really well and we're all really close, so that helps a lot when we're on the field together. And then we practice a lot, and aside with good coaching, it's all of us working together, and that, that helps us overcome all the little issues that we faced. There's only been three games this year where the pitching staff has let up more than five runs. How does that play into the confidence of the team, knowing that your pitching staff can shut any team down deep? It's a really good feeling because there's less pressure, not only on our bats, but also the feeling that we can hang in with any team and we don't have to worry as much. There's less pressure on our defense and then on us when we're hitting because we know we have a pitcher and our pitching staff that can back us up. You've had a great sophomore season this year, highlighted by a great year at the plate in particular. How have you developed that power over the course of the season? It's a lot of work, and it all depends on like your pitching. And We do a lot of practicing, so I just like to do as much as I can at practice, and then I work by myself, and I have like hitting lessons and coaching instruction. It's just a lot of work and sticking through when there's a rough game or two just to get to the good stuff. You guys yeah. are in a pretty competitive section. Do you think that's, I guess, a benefit, benefit to you guys, knowing that you've been more battle-tested throughout the season? Yeah, I think it's always a good thing, especially with the playoff games we have coming up. We're playing Mount Pleasant, who they're the returning champs from last year. And it's a lot of like prep for that, not only facing good competition like Deer Lakes or like a Valley. It's just a really good feeling knowing we can hang with good teams like that, and it's good preparation for the good teams we're going to place in the playoffs. Now heading into your playoff matchup with Mount Pleasant, how's the morale of the team, and what are the expectations going into the game? It's really good going into it. We've had a lot of good practices, and we've all been working pretty hard for it. So I think we're really ready for it, and I think we're definitely going to give them a really good run for their money. I, th I think we have a really good shot this year. Absolutely, and we wish you the best of luck in <laughs> that. You. Thank you for giving us the time today. And you just heard from Lily Kohler. Both Lily and Abby, we thank for their time, uh, as we do all our guests. And it's really um, – we appreciate them giving us the opportunity. But it's also – great to see what they've been doing because we don't we haven't talked a lot about softball this year but they've really put on a, a big show as of late to and a big push to make it into the playoffs and it's a great squad and it's something we have to be supportive of and they play today ryan 
Yeah, they do. Uh, May 17th, uh, the podcast will be up after the game happens, so we're hoping for a win. Uh, so you can listen to this previewing the rest of the playoffs instead of just previewing the upcoming playoffs that are already over. Yep, and they play Mount Pleasant, and this is going to be a great matchup against Mount Pleasant. Um, and it's to be at Fox Chapel as the, ga- the game was at today, and that's, that's going to be exciting. Hopefully, we wish them all the best. Yeah, we definitely game. do. Let's hope for a win. And now let's move on to track, Alex. Why don't you give us a rundown? Because you were on the track team. Give us a rundown of how the track team's feeling and who's playing in the upcoming Whipple Championships or who's running or throwing or whatever in the upcoming Whipple Championships. Well, this season this season has really been a remarkable year for the track team. First-year head coach, right? First-year head coach, um, Coach Terry, and he's brought in Coach DeWitt, Coach Ty, and um, Coach Pascal. The Pascals have been absolutely fantastic to the track organization this year. As we know Trevor. And, who but, doesn't know Trevor? I mean, who doesn't know Trevor? And um, – his parents have done so much for the team this year in terms of coaching and being like the managing, managing over us and like keeping us on task. They done, Mr. Pascal's done a remarkable job at that, and uh, Miss Pascal's coached long distance as well. But we've also had um, Coach Terry, Coach Todd, Coach Dewitt doing a remarkable job coaching the team. The sprinters, the long distance, the throwers this year, the jumpers, the, the ju- pole vaulters. We're going to talk to Caroline Adams in a minute. But it's been absolutely remarkable, the success that the team has had. And even if these pl- um, participants didn't all make it to Whippeals, I think we have we have well over 20 kids participating in individual Whippeals coming up uh, on, tomorrow on Wednesday, the 18th. Um, but it's it's not all about the individual success. It's about the success and how that contributes to the success of the team. And that's really what we, we, you feel over the course of the year for track. Because it's an individual sport. It's an individual, like, it's, the accomplishments are all individual in terms of your individual success. But it really, your individual success is what contributes to the team's success. If you're not successful, the team's not going to be successful. And that's what makes track great. Because you can be great at what you do and you can contribute not only to yourself and have your own self accomplishments but it contributes to the team's accomplishments as a whole and no matter who's made it to individual appeals they all contributed to the overall success of the team this year i'm sorry that was long-winded but yeah, everyone's done was, a great it was, job it was good uh and alex you qualified in all three of your events the 100 the 200 and the shot put how does it make you feel to be able to qualify in all three? And you broke your personal record in the two hundred as well. It's it's really it's really it's it's, insi- it's insignificant to the what we're trying to uh, to uh, the over the course of the team's efforts. Um, uh, it's it's great to be a part of that experience uh, tomorrow. It's gonna be exciting. We're, I'm excited for it. Um, but we're excited for what the future holds as well, as, and that as a team is as well. And we have seniors going into this week. We're going to talk to Taya in a second as well after Caroline. But it's 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 about it's individual. The individual track championship is like the only time when you think of it as a track as an individual sport uh, because it, it's over the course of the year. It's all about we. But now it gets to be about me. And it, it feels uncomfortable in a way because you don't want it to ever be about you when you're talking about track, which really is a team kind of event. Um, but it's, it's exciting. We're all excited for it. And for, uh, talk to someone who is going to be there tomorrow. Two people are going to be there tomorrow. Let's, talk, let's first hear a conversation with Caroline Adams. The lone pole vaulter for North yes. Catholic. And we are here with North Catholic pole vaulter Caroline Adams. Caroline, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. You're welcome. Caroline, to start off... Could you explain what pole vaulting is and how it's scored in a meet? 
Um, so in a meet, they will have the bar. They have a starting height, and they'll put the bar at a starting height. Normally, for the meets I've been to, it's around, like, 6 feet or 6'6", six, six, and then every pole vaulter gets a chance to run and make it over the bar, and they get three chances, and then if you miss it all three times, you're out. But um, if you pass it, then they just keep moving the bar up. It's by six-inch increments, and then you just keep going until all the athletes are out. So, Caroline, there hasn't really been that many pole vaulters in North Catholic. I think you're the only one right now. So what got you interested in the pole vaulting? Uh, Well, I did gymnastics my whole life, and a friend of mine that I did gymnastics with started it in seventh grade, and then she was talking to me about it for a couple years and wanted me to try it with her because she thought that I would like it and I'd be good at it. And then she got me to go to the club place that she goes, and I tried it with her, and I ended up really liking it. So you practice it at the club place, and you have your own coach there. But how is it different, like, because you're not able to be coached by some of that we have here. Is that, is that a little bit different for you? Yeah, it's definitely a different experience than the other kids on the track team because I just, like, I practice separately than them at the club place. Yeah. And then when I go to the meets, uh, my coach has been to one of my meets from the club place, but he also sometimes coaches at Riverside, so he's not able to make it to a lot of the meets. But I've also had a friend come and help coach me. But it's a, just a little different because I'm not, like, with the other kids normally. So in pole vaulting, how important is each movement? I mean, if you mess up one movement, you can like mess up the entire jump. How important is each movement to be as precise as possible? It's actually really important. I was having trouble with that earlier in the season. When I would, when you take off, you have to make sure you're jumping to take off because then I would like get high enough on my pole, but I wouldn't get deep enough. So I would be at the level of the bar, but I wouldn't actually make it over horizontally. So it's pretty important to make sure you get everything down right or one thing could just be a little off and you can hit the bar. Pole vault might be an individual event, but has it been any more rewarding to be a part of a team this year? Yeah, I mean, I've been like basically doing individual sports most of my life with gymnastics. So it is cool like with pole vault because there are still like it's still a um, team event with track. Yes. So like even if I if I do well myself or don't do well myself, like it still affects the whole team. So it is cool to have that aspect of it. So Caroline, you've made it to Whipples in your first year participating in high school track and field. How important was that to you going into your first year? Honestly, at the beginning of the year, I really had no idea how well I was going to progress over the year. And I didn't know if that was even like an idea, like if I should set that as a goal. I didn't really know if that was realistic. So it's pretty exciting that I did make it because I wasn't totally sure that I was going to be able to do that. And what's that bar that you had to, that you had to reach over to get there? Um, well, right now my PR is nine eight, but you had to be in like the top sixteen to do it. So it wasn't like a specific height. I think that the height might have been like eight six or nine feet around that height to be able to make it. Well, that's awesome, and we we hope you keep on getting higher over the course of the meet uh, in the rest of the year. And we really appreciate your time today. Thank you. And you just heard from Caroline Adams uh, pr- recapping a little bit of what she does in pole vaulting because not many people know what goes on in the pole vaulting world as she's the only North Catholic pole vaulter. But that, that was a good interview. And now I understand a lot, a lot more of what she does and like, what she's trying to accomplish in each of her in each of her vaults. I don't know if that's what it's called or not. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely yep. And let's talk a little bit more to another person that's going to states, Taya Dave. We are North Catholic senior Varsity track and field runner, Taya Dave. Taya, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. Taya, what inspired you to join the track team this year? Um, I really just wanted to try a new sport, and I had done track once in middle school, 
um, and knew that like I was kind of good for it and people had been telling me to do track so I finally kind of gave in and said you know I'll do it during club soccer season as well. Do you feel like all your endurance from soccer that you get over the course of uh, the games and the seasons really carried over into the track season? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it helped me most in the 400 because it's um, a long sprint, which definitely takes a lot of people, like a lot of training to be able to do. But I think soccer was able to help me do well with that, like right away. Out of all the races you compete in, the 100, 200, the 400, and the 4 by 100, which one would you say is your favorite if you have one? Um, I would probably say the 200 because, um, as much as I like the 400, it's a lot of running (laughs) and I like the 200 because it kind of gives me, um, like some room to catch up. And my favorite part about it is just like coming around the bend and then like racing to the finish line because you really don't know who's going to win. Um, so yeah, that's probably my favorite one. It's fun to build up speed around those turns too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You You come off it, you feel like a flying car. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) The weather this spring. We know, like, being out there, it's not been good. Yeah, yeah. It's been bad. It's not not been conducive to great track additions. But how have you been able to overcome that, the elements, to not just succeed, but to excel? Um, honestly, I've, I I would say it hasn't been too bad. Like, I'm used to the weather because of soccer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the cold weather, I kind of take it as, like, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not hot, I'm not sweating, so I can you know, use it to, like, keep me cool, especially in those, like, longer sprints, um, so I'm not, like, dying of a heat, and then when it's really hot out, like, it decided to switch over, you know, late yeah. May, um, I just see it as, like, a way to keep my muscles warm and keep me oh, loose yeah. so I'm not pulling any muscles. Does your routine change at all depending on what the weather is? Um, not really. We basically go through the same warm-up regardless of weather, uh, but, and we always have to, like, wear, like, sweatpants and a hoodie regardless of yeah. what temperature yep. it is, so... Um, you know, it's been good though. We're, we've all stay pretty healthy regardless of the shin splints, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coach Terry is pretty, pretty adamant about oh, those, he is. about those pants. Yeah. But I mean, it's working. <laughs> yeah, it, it, absolutely. And with your first whip wheels for track upcoming this Wednesday, how are you feeling and what are you most looking forward to about it? I'm really excited. Um, I think it'll be a good event, especially since, uh, it'll be 2A and 3A track there. So like a lot of people, a lot of energy. Um, and then. I would say I'm most looking forward to probably the 200 just because yes. that's my favorite race. And then our 4 by one as well because I think we'll be pretty competitive. That's so. great. And uh, we look we look forward to see uh, – I look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, you too. <laughs> yes. And you just heard from Taya Dave, the North Catholic sprinter. Now let's move on to volleyball to finish up this podcast. Yes, and volleyball, we, we're doing the broadcast this Thursday, which is going to be exciting. It's a 3.30 broadcast um, between the boys' volleyball team, and it's going to be the winner of Trinity and Derry, the 7 and the 10 seed. North Catholic is the 2 seed. They get a bye for the first round. They'll be playing uh, Thursday, so they're going to get it in and sneak it in before prom at 3.30. But North Catholic volleyball, they've had a, they had a great start to the year, Ryan, but they've, they've they stumbled, stumbled down bit. the stretch, yep, uh, losing three out of their last four games I believe uh, which is not how you want to close out the year but they had a great season uh, and it's still it's still going as yes, the second absolutely. season in the playoffs and their success early in the season was able to secure them that two seed which was much needed to try to avoid Olsh until the championship game but let's look at some of those games Alex they started off the year uh, they beat Ambridge in a 3-1 decision then they beat Olsh in a 3-1 decision as, as well with beating LaSalle in a 3-1 decision two of the top uh, four three of the top four teams 
And then they stumbled a little bit. They ended up beating Montour, who was actually the three seed. But then they, they lost 3 nothing to Shaler. Shaler, that, that's not a game you can really look at as a bad loss because Shaler is a very, very talented team. Then they got back on the winning ways, beat Mars 3 nothing, Hopewell 3 nothing. But then, Alex, what happened from there? Lost to Ambridge 2-3. to three. And Ambridge is a good team. Uh, they're not bad. They're, the, they're going to be the—I think they're the five seed going into uh, Whippeal playoffs. Um, and North beat them 3-1 to one back when we were at broadcast that game earlier in the year. And this is a tough—it's a tough atmosphere going down to Ambridge. They played a tight—all five sets, um, and it just didn't go their way. But then from there, they beat Beaver County Christian— and they beat them twice in a span of a week. But in between those two wins against Beaver County Christian, they lost to Olsh, and they got swept by Olsh, 3 nothing. And Olsh was on a really hot streak at that point. That was their seventh win in a row. And um, that, that was a tough loss. That really was a tough loss. I think it hurt, it hurt them a bit. It, it definitely in their perception and their confidence of themselves. Yeah, and they played Montour after that. Another good Montour uh, team. Montour's the three seed and lost them 3-1. Uh, they, I believe they played at Montour, though. and So that one, uh, it's maybe You're a correct. bit of a hostile environment yeah. after travel all the way up to Montour. Then they closed the season at Ole Saturday the 14th, and they lost that game. I don't know the actual set score of that one, but I know that they did lose that game. And now, as you said, they play this Thursday, 3-30 against the winner of Trinity Derry. Derry um, might win that game. Derry's not bad over the course of this year, and that would give them a good contest. Derry's not going to come all the way up here just to, uh, to can it in um, to, to North Catholic yeah. for this kind of a matchup. So it should be a good contest, and we're excited to be bringing to, that to you on the North Catholic Sports Yeah, Network. we're hoping for a run of the championship. The championship games yes. are going to be at uh, Robert Morris, so North Catholic definitely has a chance to make a run. They had a great season. They had to skip back to their energy and their confidence level as they had the beginning of the year. Yep, and the road to Whippeals and the road to States goes through North Catholic, and that's what it is for all these teams. Yes, it is, Alex. A lot of successful teams were extremely lucky to be able to announce for such uh, successful teams. and don't really talk are. about any, any bad seasons, so uh, happy to be able to do that. And remember, we are your one-stop podcast for everything North Catholic Athletic.